Welcome to Men Are Nuts, a podcast about mental health, emotional health, psychological health, physical health, awareness in men, women, and society. First, it started with MAN, the acronym for Men Are Nuts. And we have a special guest on the show for you today. And um, this is uh, a podcast, this is episode for celebration. This is, um, yeah, it's been, we, we spoke before. You know, I mean, do I have to keep? Do I have to keep? Oh, in fact, just introduce yourself. <laughs> okay, um, my name is Kim Rutherford, and I am a psychotherapist and now author. There you go. And this is my third time on the podcast. I think the first time we spoke was probably maybe this time last year, just before COVID. I think maybe just around about that time. Yeah, yeah. And if you go back to if you go on the podcast. On Apple or Google, where are you going to go? If you go back to her podcast, you will hear her story. The first podcast in particular, her story about the things that the struggles that she's been through and and how she came out of it and to where we are now. Um, and just before for the new listeners, for anybody that's listening new, what you know, let's kind of give a kind of almost like a snapshot of what you went through and to what what you what you're doing now. Okay, so the quick way of saying it is I, mental health and mental health issues have been a part of my life from a very, very young age. I grew up um, in a household surrounded by mental health, living with a parent who had mental health issues. So I've been aware of mental health and I've been very aware of society's reaction to mental health from a very young age. Um, I say through my own fear of receiving that stigma attached to me, I ignored the signs and symptoms that were telling me I was already heading in that direction. And when my mental health did take a turn for the worse, it's led to a car crash, which then led to severe health anxiety, depression and agoraphobia. Um, that was all the horrible stuff. And then after some proper therapy, some good therapy, a really good recovery program and my own research and utilising the part of my my personality that I need to know more and I need to work out things for myself and I don't like being labelled as something. I like to work through stuff and make the best of it. Um, I ended up retraining as a psychotherapist and created my Eight Wise programme, which is a model for helping you to basically protect your long-term mental health and physical health whether that be you going through a recovery program this can go alongside a recovery program or if you're somebody who just wants to protect themselves and, and put a prevention program in place so that they can have optimal mental health and physical health for the long term that's where i'm at now i have a private practice in liverpool but actually for the last two years i've done an awful lot of work internationally um, behind the magic of zoom i also deliver um, corporate training online training I've got a new radio show out now and also a fabulous new book. And it's very possible that I'll be having a, that's going to all be turned into a TV show, a new digital TV show in the next few months. Wow. So, so every time we speak, there's something, there's something new. <laughs> adding more on. <laughs> more and more. Yeah, I mean, we spoke before and we never, you know, I didn't hear. I'm going to be honest for you, listeners. Um, she never mentioned anything about being a, a TV show or anything like that. This must be... <laughs> This must be a, a new concept, and you know, all, you know, I came on to talk about the book, and now we're going to be, there's going to be more. Obviously, there's going to be more. We're going to be doing more episodes, and um, yeah. I'm no. just basically deciding that I just decide to do loads of other stuff just so you keep inviting me back. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, it, that's it. See, that's 
See, that's that's that Liverpool humour. I've been waiting for that humour. I mean, I think we got it in the first one after after we spoke about um, you know the things that you've gone through, and then we heard some humour at the end. And now I've just heard some more humour. So that's that. She's you, you, she's from Liverpool. She's she's based in Liverpool, and she's you know there's that Scouse humour, that Scouse humour that we're Scouse humour, yeah, we, we used yeah. to. Um, so you, you, let's just talk about. Um, before we talk about the book and, and everything like that, let's talk about you and you and your surrounding family. Are you are you you married? You got you know? Have you got people around you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I yes, I am married. I've been with my husband. We've been married five years, but we've been together for oh god fourteen years now, I think. So yeah, we're together. We met in Liverpool. We met in work whilst both in Liverpool. And I think what people might hear from my accent, I don't sound like a. A scouser. Yeah. Don't be fooled. Um, <laughs> so I was born and bred. So I call myself the Scouse Bumpkin because I was born and born in Liverpool by Scousers. My my parents are very Scouse. My whole family are Scouse. And then we moved to Somerset. So every now and then I have this little moment of whoa because I said we talk when we live down south, proper down south, like. Wow. So I have these moments of when I was that, and then I got to the age of twenty and moved, chose to move back to Liverpool to be with my granddad. So then I stayed for fifteen years decided to go elsewhere for a bit, did a little bit of time over in Australia, came back, lived in London, moved to the beautiful Warwickshire, and it suddenly started. I got the calling, the calling of Scousville again, and the, that was it, the bosom of Liverpool I came back to. And my husband was in that mix, so we're here, settled, and doing all that. But my, my family are now living in Somerset still. I've got some family local, and my in-laws uh, all live in the lovely area of Warwickshire. And you mentioned, you mentioned you went OR. I haven't heard that for years. OR. OR. What, what, what is that? What is that OR? For listeners out there, that's. What, yeah, just tell them, listeners out there, where does that come from in a sense? OR. So I'm, I'm proper, it's proper farm country where I come from. So Somerset is, for me personally, Somerset, I think, is probably the most beautiful county in the country. It's green rolling fields, you're close to the coastline. So I grew up in an idyllic place, really, where I was 15 minutes from the Dorset coastline and also 15 minutes from the Devon coastline as well. So, you know, I was that girl, we, I ran in the corn, you know, in the wheat fields during the day, we hit woods and the forests on the, you know, there was no, it wasn't suburbia, it was freedom, freedom of nice country living. I didn't grow up on a farm or anything like that. It's a small town. It's now an industrial town. Um, but it was, you know, you have to drive everywhere. The bus is one every hour. Um, the nearest train station is half an hour away. It's, it's yeah, small town country living. Yeah. How do, how, Apple country. How, do you, how does that compare to, you know, you've lived the different places. How do you, how do you feel that compares in terms of um, the way you probably your upbringing or the way you feel about the place obviously you 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 you, you scouse but how if you take that away in terms of the living and maybe living the city life and that life how do you think it compares you get best of both worlds really i mean there's good and bad in all of them um being in a small place you are known by a lot of people and there comes an awful lot of safety with being known by an awful lot of people but by on the other side of that, that means there's an awful lot of people who know your business as well. Yeah, so yeah. I never, I'm, I'm quite a private person, so I was never really comfortable with knowing or having lots of people know me and having lots of people know about me. So from that perspective, I like the 
um, the, the element of being anonymous when you live in a bigger town or a bigger city so that the people who know about you are the people you choose to know about you rather than the other side of things but then from a, from a child's perspective I guess it was there is so much more freedom and I think in a small town like I lived in you have to make your own entertainment you have to make your own fun and the community do do that so I have amazing memories of carnivals um, amazing memories of you know kiddies discos in the guild hall and just these small little pockets of just pure magic that happen because in this small area you have to make things happen for yourselves where in the cities it's all done for you really um, so I think yeah, I think you get. The, I've had, I think I'm lucky that I've had the best of both worlds. I've experienced the city, and I've experienced living in the country. When living in Melbourne, Melbourne was probably the closest I got to having the best of both worlds all in one place. Because Melbourne is, for me, is probably one of the most beautiful cities on the planet. It's amazing. Um, you have this wonderful business district, which is proper city, proper London-style city. And then you go one direction, you've got the beautiful mountains which would, for me reminded me the countryside of home. In another direction, you've got beautiful beach, which again, for me, is like what it was like growing back up uh, at home. And then if you want to go on a great coastal drive, it's you can get to see some of the most amazing parts. So you take Liverpool and you take Somerset and you put them all together, you come up with Melbourne. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I was glad I spent time there. We were different, we were different accents. Well, we've had a very different, <laughs> a very different accent. Yeah, very much so. Uh, do you ever feel... Um... You know, just, 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 you know, chatting. Do you think this? Do you ever feel torn, but between because you've visited so many different places, and you've had, a, you've grown an affinity for, for. I'm not talking about. Yes, you've grown up in Liverpool. I'm talking about in terms of the country life and this life. Do you, do you ever feel? You know, some people obviously they, they like to. They, if they grow up in the city, they'll go and they go to a country. They might go, oh no, you know, I miss the city, and then that's it. That's they just want to be in the city. And it might be vice versa, but because you've and you've done both, and you tend to, um, from what I'm hearing, you tend to like both. Do you feel torn? Do you ever feel, as you're getting older? Do you think do you, do you feel torn? Oh yeah. As I get older, I definitely feel more torn. And I think growing up in the country when you when you're younger, for me anyway, it was very much a case of. I want to experience big, I want to experience a big life with lots of hustle bustle. But as you get older and you've experienced, you go, I've done that now. I'm, I'm ready for a slightly quieter version of the life that I've created. And that's when you go, well, does the countryside make a lot of sense now? Does moving to the country, do I have as much opportunity down there though? And I think that's, we got to, me and my husband got to a stage one time in our lives, we were living in London, we were like, what? we need to make a decision where we're going to choose to settle. London is a very beautiful place, but it's very expensive and the lifestyle we were wanting, you can't really have that unless you're making mega, mega money. Yeah. And we were you were torn between this decision of where do you go? And we thought we need to be near family really. Do we go to Somerset and be near my family or do we move to the Midlands and the Warwickshire area and move near um, his family? And it, then the final decision really just came down to where are the best opportunities? And in the Midlands, you've just got so many towns, so many cities, Leicester's there, obviously. So you've got so many big towns and big cities in the Midlands. We had the opportunity to get involved a bit more there. More opportunities came that way than would have happened in Somerset at that time in our lives. But we've always said you never know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. We're definitely not tied to a place. We might have a love for a place, but we're not tied to a place. We're always open-minded about being somewhere else if that's where our life takes us. Yeah. And you've 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 you're now creating this this 
a series of platforms for yourself. You know, the, the, you've created a, you've got a book, you've, um, you're on the radio, and it's all. It's now. It's about for you. Then, do you feel that now it's about that this time of your life it would be a, nice for a change, or would you? Would you? I mean, you know. I mean, we spoke earlier, but aside from that, do you feel like because you can do this remotely? Would you? Would you? Would you? Would you want to, in a sense? Would you want to carry on this remotely? The things that you're doing. Or yeah, would, I mean, look at Liverpool. Still strong. I mean, you know, your home country, your home country is always going to be strong. But yeah. as you get older, do you feel like, oh, you know what? Maybe, you know, and particularly what's been happening in the last year with the, you know, everything's going online and well, not everything, but people, things are going online. I know things are opening up soon, but. Because we can work now internationally, online and remotely, do you feel that there's a pull for you to go, um, to keep that going and somewhere else? I mean, I, I love working remotely and I do generally love working on an international scale. My, I think it, for me, it's always been a case of I'm, I'm very passionate about what my core message is. My core message really is this belief that um, if you invest in your mental health and well-being, that's how you can protect yourself mentally and physically long term. I'm very, very passionate about that. And I think that's a message that deserves to be bigger than just local. I think there's people struggling on an international scale globally. And I want my message to be out there to as many people as possible. And the only way to do that is to be able to be a remote worker who is whose voice travels further and further and further through as many different platforms as possibly can so that's why i'm doing what i'm doing i think i made the decision at the beginning of this year that 2021 was the year to say yes and to say yes to opportunities that helped get that message out there the book was already in place so i knew that was going to be happening the radio show came on the back of that so i just said yes to that the TV shows come on the back of that. So I'm just yes to that. I'm just waiting for Oprah to ring me now. That's the dream. <laughs> um, but ultimately, it's just about getting it out there. It's that it's having what I believe in be out there amongst as many people as possible. More importantly, helping as many people as possible. That's really what I want to do. Yeah. And um, so guys, if you if you want to go to um, Kim's Eight Wise Kim. My name's not Eight Wise Kim, but that's the name of a business. It is Eight Wise Kim. If you want on to go Insta. to, yeah, if you want to go to her Instagram, I suggest you do, because there's one post on there where she is, she's singing from the rafters, you know, <laughs> she's singing from the rafters. I mean, I had to watch it twice, and it was, um, I just, I just found it. I find things like that. Um, how do I put it? I just, I don't know. I just feel. I feel happy for that per- for the person. So I feel happy when in that moment I'm actually trying to look in the box. When you're, <laughs> I don't know. It's just me. I just because um, I'm a deep thinker. And I'm, I'm a. I like I like people to be happy and I like people to to success stories. You know, whether you're a child, whether you're an adult, man, woman. I just want the success stories because we go through so much that when we do have these success stories. It's 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 a beautiful thing. So I'm actually when you're opening the box, if you go on Instagram, guys, yeah, if you, she's opening the box and I'm, and I'm trying to look in <laughs> to see to, to and she's and she starts breaking out into song and and humming and 
you know, it's it's a brilliant. So tell us about that moment with the, you know, just your book. Tell us about the book. This is a celebra- celebratory podcast. So tell us about the book and you opening the box and and you hymning and you humming and where did that song come around and everything. Well, for me, I mean, there's. When I was nine years, this all comes from when I was nine years old. When I was nine years old, a local radio show came to the school and was put a bunch of us kids together and said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I had nurses around me and firemen around me and policemen around me. And I said, at nine years old, I want to be an author. That's what I want to be. I want to write books. So I always knew I wanted to write books. And it, I probably bored my husband to death over this for like forever. I, I, you know, I just, this is what I wanted to do, but I never found the thing I wanted to write about, and then suddenly I did, and an opportunity came about, and it came about in the most random way, so my husband plays rugby, and on a Saturday afternoon in January, um, before COVID, so last year, um, he, I got a phone call, and he said, there's been an injury on the pitch, now the pitch is like a five minute walk from where I live, so this is very lucky, there's been an injury on the pitch, um, we got the ambulance coming, but they're going to be really late. Could you help out in any way? So I thought, okay, what do you do? It's freezing cold. So I took up some blankets. I took up some hot water bottles. I took up some hot tea for the three lads who were hanging, standing around this poor lad who'd broken his leg and his ankle and didn't think anything of it. A few months later, I get a message from that wonderful young man who I'd helped out that day, who had started working for a publishing house. And he said to me that he'd been noticing all of my bits and pieces on LinkedIn and places like that, and thought it would be really useful for me to speak to person who runs this publishing house. And so I'm like, yes, this is it. This is the moment I can do this. And so I did, and he did. He introduced me to the wonderful Sean of That Guy's House Publishing House, an amazing publishing house that really focuses on this arena, you know, health, uh, mental health, spirituality, self-development. Had the conversation with Sean about the, the, the dream of bringing eight wise into a book. And he just said, yeah, let's just, let's do it. And that's what we did. And that started last August. The book itself was written by Christmas and then it goes through the process of, of making it look pretty like you see now. Yes. And when I got the first book, that was great. I mean, I Sean arranged it. He sent me a book. He sent himself a book and we had this moment together of this is what's been created and what a wonderful thing. Yeah. But for me, it was that I wanted that moment of ordering this box of books that would come to my home and then I'd open them for the first time and that was it, that was my moment. And um, I'm delivering some AYS training to some corporate clients over the next few months and everybody within my corporate world, they get a free book if they do the training. So that's why I've ordered all of these books. So having it come to the house, I was really scared about opening the box. It's quite a strange thing because I think it's that fear of failure in that moment. What if I open this and it isn't good and they don't look right or something's gone wrong and I'll you'll just go crazy again but I didn't and I opened it up and everything looked perfect and it was this real moment of euphoria where yeah the hard work's paid off the childhood dream has just come to fruition everything you're trying to do that core purpose that I've identified for myself is now suddenly existing here it is my book yay all wrapped up in this tight little bundle and there was this box of them that people are going to benefit from and it was just a real big moment for me yeah and do you do you did you find in that moment? I mean, maybe it's just me, but did you find in the moment that um, were you ever were you emotional at that moment? Were, you know, was it was there any flashbacks to when all the struggles you've been through to kind of to kind of come to this? I know it's not a culminate, it's a culmination, but it's not the end. It's not the end. Obviously, you've got other things going on, but it, everything yeah. everything kind of zeroes in towards this book because um, of because of what you've been through. Do you did you did you find that you got emotional in that in that? moment 
there's a big there's a range of vulnerability that come with writing a book because all the book although the book is what I would call a a methodology it's a self-help guide for helping people to work through this eight wise model to help themselves I can't explain that model without explaining my story and I think so there's there is that moment of fear that comes with it of someone who's incredibly private is suddenly gone hello world here's my story um feel free to judge me now and i will deal with that as appropriately as i can and something i would have ran away from i hit i would have hidden under a rock for the world not to have seen me because i liked the anonymous suddenly i'm saying to the world do you know what have it all here it is this is the truth this is what's out there but the key from this is if i can genuinely get out of this and i can turn that all around i truly believe that anybody else can too because i'm not special nobody you know it's not that i'm some form of special human that could work through this i have the same as everybody else it's just that i found my way i guess i found my model my process my methodology and if it worked for me i know it can work for some other people as well and if it doesn't work for you then there will be something else out there that works for you so don't stop finding it don't stop looking but if you want to try it give this a go and i think so for me it was very much the the book of oh my god this is the thing i've always dreamed of having it was that childhood moment but it's also that oh my god well, I'm a little bit sick because of the vulnerability element but i'm quite proud of myself that I'm, stepping that far out of my comfort zone to do it for a good, what I think is a good cause. Yeah, and you know, the reason, one of the reasons why I asked you earlier about, do you have, you know, do you have a partner, do you have people around you, is that, how do they feel? Because quite often, we go through, we can, for some people, to be honest, they can go through things alone. Um, and we often say, you know, you've spoken on podcasts and many people have said, you know, it, it's, it's not... It's not the way of life for us to go through things on our own. You know, people might say, oh, yes, you know, I'm, I'm this, or, you know, give it the larger and, you know, yeah. yeah. And, you know, for, for, all the, for all the James Bonds out there or whoever it might be, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? For all these people who think there's always somebody there who maybe give them um, a, thought proce- a thought process, a change of heart or, um, you know, to mend them, you know, um, we so the, we, we we're not as humans. We're not meant to be alone, and I think that's yeah. the reason why I was asking for in your in your process and even this to do with the book. How did the people around your husband and everybody around you? How did they feel when when you 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 know with the book and everything else? Oh no, my friends and family have been fantastic. Um, really, really supportive. Some of them just been incredibly giddy because some people. The reality of this is when I say I'm sharing this story with everybody for the first time, I mean everybody. I never told my family what I was going through. The only person in my life, genuinely, who knew what I was going through was my husband. Everybody else is hearing this for the first time. So, so my dad, for example, he contacted me last week and he's all excited because he goes, I've just ordered your books with pre-orders available. So he says, I've just pre-ordered your book, I'm really excited. I'm great, he goes, and I just listened to your first radio show. And he goes, it was really interesting. And, he, and you could hear he got really emotional because from his perspective, I'm learning things about you that I didn't know. And then I go into the brave kid mode. Well, no, this is okay, because I'm okay now. And, you know, I shared it with my therapist. So I wasn't alone in that process. So I'm very much aware that the content is going to be surprising, um, shocking, upsetting for some of those people who are going to wish that I had spoken to them earlier. And that's on me. That's not on them. 
So I know there's going to be some uh, interesting conversations to take place over the next few months. But, you know, it's the truth. Most of us who do experience mental health issues tend to carry it inside on our own for a very long time out of multiple reasons mine was embarrassment mine was shame mine was you know people have this opinion of me and what i'm going through completely smashes that opinion i didn't want to fall off pedestals there's so many silly silly reasons that meant so much to me at the time and don't mean a thing to me anymore um you hold it all in and you you keep it to yourself and you suffer in silence and you don't know he has to. So if you are that person who's at home listening, thinking I could do this on my own, go for it. But you don't have to. And you'll be better off not doing it that way. And if that means you don't want to tell your family, fair enough. But find someone to talk to, whether that be a therapist or one friend. You, you need, we're pack animals. We're born to be part of a community. We're born for connectivity. Our social wellness is a huge part of our mental health. So don't suffer in silence on your own you're much more powerful and you're much stronger when you reach out to someone even if it's just one person so yeah, do that that's that's true as well because as well you say like you say you're gonna have a few interesting conversations with people asking you why did you come to me why did you think and and this it's it's about it's about you but also it's about you feeling when you're down you often feel that you don't want to... This could, because there's things like the stigma attached to mental health and you might get comments like, oh, just get on with it, or you might this, you know... I don't know, whatever comment you might get. And it's oh, flippant comments. And you often think, well, well, there's no point in me telling you then. I'm not saying that's what would have happened, but I'm saying we, we often, often have that in our head that we're going to be... We're going to make... Somebody's going to make these comments and it's going to make us even feel worse than we did. Um, Go and do it yourself and all this sort of stuff. Um, I mean, I've I, I read a comment today about um, there's there's a there's a um, there's a rapper called DMX who's who's in hospital now with yeah. who's just taken crack. Now, I mean, I left a comment saying that what had happened when he was 14 and he was a 14 year old boy that had been passed a cigarette or whatever it was around that was laced with from a man that he looked from a man, not from even little, another boy's age, a man, a grown man that he used to hang about with, who'd given him a cigarette with laced with crack, and that was his foot, and, and he was crying his eyes out, saying, why does this grown man... And someone in the comments said, we've got to stop making excuses for thinking thing, and I, and I thought, again, again, I just thought to myself, because obviously I do the podcast to do with mental health, I thought that was a, that's a poor comment, but that's their point, that's their opinion, and maybe they haven't been, they haven't educated on it or whatever, but... Yeah. Not to make it's not an excuse as to why we struggle with mental health. You know, it's not an excuse. It's it's these are things that happen and it can affect us any of us at any time. Like you say, an injury. I spoke to someone the other day and he you know, he, he injured his back and he he struck it affected him so badly that he was he was upset that he couldn't even pick up his daughter. So at one point then he, he you know, he had to go to he had to have surgery or whatever it was and at one point, he decided, you know what, I want to walk with my daughter, his two-year-old daughter. And as his daughter got, what he did was he walked a couple of steps, but obviously his daughter's growing. So as his daughter gets stronger, he becomes stronger because he's walking further and further and further. This what I mean? And then he started yeah. running marathons, even with a bad back. So you look at those success stories, and you think, well, you know, no one can say to him about, you know, excuses 
you know what I mean? So there's still that stigma attached. There is, yeah. I'm a firm believer, and I, I think I put this out on social media recently, I don't believe in toxic people. I believe in toxic behaviours, toxic situations. I don't believe in blame. I believe in moments of, you know, we experience moments of other people's behaviours that impact us, and we do exactly the same. And I think the second that we get into the stage of labelling, this person is bad, this person is toxic, this person is weak, that's actually when we start destroying society. Where if we look at it for what it is, is somebody somewhere made a choice or a decision that wasn't going to be the most beneficial for them long term or somebody did that to someone else made a choice for someone else that wasn't going to be beneficial for them long term nobody is 100% bad because they made a bad decision or a decision that could have been better for them in the moment it is just what it is it is a bad decision next time you make a different one next time you make a better one so that's for me that's not making excuses for people it's understanding how the human brain works and how behaviors and thought patterns and emotions all interact with each other and create a different way for that brain to work that's science that's not something you just get over it that's science you don't turn around and say to someone who's got a common cold well we should just get over it You've gone and got sick. It's a sickness. Yeah. You've got to let it, the body do what it's going to do. Yeah. You do what you can to help it heal as quickly as possible. But ultimately, the body still needs to do what it needs to do. And that's the same with mental health. Mental health has to go through a process. Our responsibility to ourselves for our own health is to support ourselves for the body and the mind to heal as quickly as it possibly can. Yeah. Um, there's no weakness in that. There's no... It's just supporting biology. It's just supporting science. It's just supporting us as a human being. That's what it is. And I think if we can educate more and more people to understand that, then we will stop stigma. We will stop labeling people. We will stop making people feel so ashamed that they would rather sit alone thinking about suicide or working through to that process than actually speaking to their friends in the first place. Because that's the reality of this. That's the horrific ending for people feeling they can't talk to someone in fear of being called a snowflake or just get over yourself. So what's the outcome? You don't want to help your friend, fine. But then at least signpost your friend to somebody who can, rather than ignore them and make them feel so inferior that they think what's the work what's you know, what's the point in living anymore? Yeah, definitely. Um you let's talk about your book and where you know just kind of give, give a brief snapshot about what it's about and you know I know there's some training involved but also how long the book is and um, where you can where we can where we can purchase it and just all these other things all these goodness about the book the goodness the book is based on the concept of the eight wise methodology which basically came from this there's a concept out there called the eight dimensions of wellness and when i was researching my own mental health i looked into these quite a lot and they were they were they were great but they seemed to be they only they weren't in depth enough for my perspective so when i started doing more research and doing more research around positive psychology and um neurodiversity, things like that, I've started, and neurology, I've started to look at things like, actually, these eight areas are a good space for actually almost more like pillars, pillars that you could focus on to start improving things. And when I started looking at them, I was like, well, actually, when it comes to your mental health, if you were to do them in a certain order, 
this is when you can really start to heal in a positive way. So there's eight core wellness areas that fall into four core dimensions as part of the eight wise model. And the aim is in the book that you can um, assess yourself against all eight. There's a deep good deep um, explanation about all eight of them it gives you some idea of how to assess yourself against so there is an assessment for you but the book is broken into three areas so the first bit is purely about mental health it's about understanding it understanding what the stats are understand so if you are someone struggling but you haven't ever spoken to someone and you don't know i've got all of these things going on but i don't know what that category that might put me into it's there for you because i wanted to almost put a therapist in your hand so if you're not ready to speak to someone gather your information and then what you can then do is move on to understanding about eight wise and seeing how those different elements can help you build um build really strong well-being wellness that can then give you optimal mental health and the final section is to put it all into action so there is an action plan there there are my eight core activities that i recommend you doing to help you build all of these eight areas and they're in the book but i've also put them for free on my new eight wise website so that if you don't if you're one of those people who doesn't like writing in your book i don't like writing in my book yeah. you can go and print them off instead and you can do it that way but the book really is about taking you through the understand understanding what trauma is understanding what triggers trauma um understanding what wellness and well-being really are where it comes from how it matches to science understanding how you know stress affects the brain and which parts of the brain are then impacting how that leads on to mental health issues so it gives you a really good solid foundation regarding mental health but then the aim is put these things in action to help yourself that's the whole aim of the book it's a guide uh, i like to think of it as a one stop shop mental health support but yeah definitely um you're you've you've invested in obviously there's you've invested in a lot of time in this but do you see there's more books in the offering for you well, I, 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 know, I, I know you just kind yeah. of just got this one out of the way and this is yours and, and it's there. But do you do you see this as, as a series of books or is it, you know, is that for something for the future? No, I think uh, what I'd like to do now is I think the reality of as a therapist, what I know is somebody comes to me with a very specific problem. So, for example, someone might come to me and say, I'm really struggling with coping with my divorce at the moment. So what I think I'd like to do moving forward is more books around what I call those major life transitions that tend to trigger mental health issues. So we can cover divorce is a big one. It does unfortunately cover that um, illness, things like that. So I think I'd rather, I want to move towards creating those guides that help people who are experiencing those specific the types of life transitions that you go through and again what you can do for yourself to help yourself through it but everything i'm doing is aimed at as much prevention as possible it's about the longer term protection of mental and physical health it's never just the one because they're so entwined you can't have as your friend who suffered with his back was experiencing mental health issues as well because one trigger the other so it's really important to not split them and have them as the same and they are best friends and you have to treat them as such so i think i'd love to do more books um to support with the first book i've actually got a journal coming out next month so if you are somebody who wants to 
you know, take 12 weeks to go through the Eight Wise program. The journal will help you do that along with the content of the book. And I'm very passionate about it's this concept of living the Eight Wise way. It's about embedding this. This isn't something that you do like a diet and you do it for a few weeks and hope for the best. It's about embedding it into your everyday life for the rest of your life. So I call it living the Eight Wise way. So um, towards the end of the year, what I'm hoping I'll have ready is a 12-month journal, I suppose, a 12-month planner that helps you live every day, every year, the eight wise way, constantly looking to improve your wellness and well-being so you can always protect your long-term mental and physical health. Fantastic, fantastic. And let's tell, um, where can it be found? Where can your book be found? The book is all available now for pre-order, so it's available on all major bookstores, so Amazon plus all your big bookstores on a global scale. Um, pre-order now and a formal release is on May 6th, and the week after that is Mental Health Awareness Week. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Mental Health Mental Health Awareness Week starts on the 10th. So, you know, if you're gonna, now's the time. If you're not investing in your mental health now, Mental health now. Now is the time to start doing that. Start with the book, and then there'll be lots more support coming your way too. We'll be we'll be seeing or hearing a a book signing. We'll be we'll be, we'll be, we'll be anything like that. Yes, on? the dream. The dream is I always wanted to have a proper launch party, um, and then obviously we've all been locked in our houses in the UK, so that hasn't happened. But it would be lovely to do a proper launch and do a signing and all of those types of things when we're allowed to. And I can see that there's a little bit of smile coming on there. So you, obviously it's something that you said dream that you want to do. And I think it'd be... Yeah. It'd be you know, I, want the, I suppose on a personal level, I want the full experience. Yeah, um, I want the yeah, I want the end-to-end experience for this project that I've worked on. Because there was a time in my life, the reality of this was a time in my life I couldn't get out of bed. And, you know, that time I couldn't get out of bed. And now I am, what, six, seven years later now. And, I get out of bed every day, which is a good start. But also, I'm in a stage, you know, I managed to set up a business. I managed to create something that I'm really proud of. I managed to help people as much as I possibly can every single day. You know, that's my personal success story, and nobody should compare themselves to that. But that's my success story. And I think that party, this launch of this book, kind of for me is that's it, then I've, I've done it. That's me, really. I got to the the pinnacle of where I wanted to get to after that it's all just bonus time yeah yeah and I, I just thought when you said that then I just and I asked the question I thought so wouldn't it be interesting this is just me from a marketing <laughs> imagine if you did it did a book signing where you actually sat on a bed you know and then you sat on a bed like a thing and, and you was actually doing a book signing from a bed and, and it it was almost like a oh, it's a show look you can do it I, I was this is where I was and yeah, I couldn't do, yeah, yeah. It's, that's just something for me anyway anyway um let's talk about the the radio show mm. and the possibility well the possibility of the TV show what's happening there well the radio show is on well-being radio which is a brilliant platform for lots of different therapists and lots of different specialists in the wellness and well-being arena and my show is monthly it's on the first of every month so you can go listen to the first show now it went live on the first of april and again that is it, it talks about my experience and how i developed eight wise it, it, it kind of introduces eight wise and then each show is really going into each of those eight areas in a lot more detail providing tips tools and techniques for people and the listeners to be able to make those big changes in their life so i'm really excited about that i'm just really excited to be working with 
we're a platform that really dedicates everything it does to helping people live their best life and, and be as healthy mentally and physically as they can. It's a really good place. And then the TV show is, is hoping there's a new digital TV channel coming out. And I was just approached, would I want to do a show? And what it'll probably be is 10 to 12 episodes of around, it'll be based on Eight Mice, but I'll probably focus it a lot more on um, very specific life events and life transitions that people are experiencing and how they can implement Eight Wise for that specific issue and how they can, can build on that. Because we are coming out of lockdown. There have been a lot of, a big increase in mental health issues in the last 12 months, but it's created a lot more life life challenges and life transitions and I'm going to try and help people as much as I can with those things through the advice approach. either he had mentioned it or somebody else mentioned it where it said that even when we're talking about mental health and coming out of these restrictions and stuff it's it's the other thing as well where people who haven't spoken to who who've hardly spoken to anybody or who haven't spoken to anybody in those last year or whatever six months and how do they now how do how are they able now to 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 open up and speak not just about mental but open up and just to talk to anybody or even say hello and and how do we how do you how do we connect so there's a lot of things it is it's how do we re-engage with society when society has been the one thing we've been forced to fear for 12 months um and it is hard and i think there's a lot of people and i talk to an awful lot of people who are you know they're nervous about going back to this big busy hustle bustle of life and when you look at some of the positives of COVID, we have to look at the positives because the, the, because the negatives are too overwhelming. Yeah. When you look at some of the positives of COVID, with regards to especially my clients who have mental health issues, they were just happy the world slowed down a bit. It almost slowed down to give them the opportunity to live at a pace that allowed them to go through recovery without suddenly having, right, I've got an hour of recovery here. I've now got to go rush off to work and forget everything I've just been talking about. They could really stop, slow down, and put that time and effort into themselves. And so I think there have been a lot of benefits for a lot of people. And I think there's a lot of people who will change the way that they live their life through experiencing a slower, more simple, and to some extent, more peaceful life in a lot of ways. Don't get me wrong, a lot of people are going to go the other way and that's absolutely fine for them as well. You've got to, it's about what's best for you. There is no right and wrong as long as you're not hurting loads of people. Ultimately, live your best life, the one that makes you the happiest. That's what we should all try and achieve. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're going to speak about one more time about your book and then um, just, again, let, let everyone know what it's called, where, you, where we can find it and what's your plans for celebrating the book so the book is called eight wise ways to a healthier happier mind it is um available on amazon it is available on all major big bookstores on an international scale so you know in the uk wh smiths waterstones and all across the world borders and things like that so you can get it anywhere um which is brilliant you can do it all online right now as i said it comes in paperback, it comes in hardback, it comes as a Kindle option and I will be recording an audio version of it in the next few months for those who prefer an audio option. So that's all coming at you. Um, how am I going to celebrate? I think there's no big celebration really, I don't think. I think it's more of a case of I'm enjoying each 
mini thing that is happening. It's not just as big as, I suppose it's not like the movies, like here it is, here's your big premiere movie. It's little things are happening all the way through it and I'm just celebrating each one. What I'm trying to do really more than anything else is stay in the moment of it and allow myself to stop and experience that singing moment when I open a box because they're the moments that will stay. They're the ones that will stick with you and that's truly, that's truly experiencing success and it's the small things that matter. It's not the big things, it's the small things. Yeah, I'd say thank you for again coming on the show and and um just you know talking about your experiences and and then just i mean for me this has been a big celebration for the book and 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 for you um for what you've been through and i think it's i think it's fantastic thank you well thank you for your ongoing support it's been great yeah and what will you do for the rest of the day what's your what's your plans the rest of the day I, well today I'm probably going to just start, I love doing my social media, all the creative stuff, like creating all pretty pictures and today that's what I'm going to do, I am going to create some pretty videos and pretty pictures and all of that kind of stuff for the next few weeks, it's a fun day. I'll talk to you about that because my, I I don't have a clue, I'm used to doing the podcast but I really don't have a clue with um, Instagram of what's ha- what, what to do or create this, I don't know what to call it, you know, this marketing. <laughs> I forget that it's for social media and I just look at it. I'm creating really pretty pictures, things that I like, and I'll put them out there when I'm ready to put them out there. But yeah, I like that. For me, today's a creative day. I'm looking forward to just getting some creative juices flowing. Thank you. Um, thank you. What's the weather like at the moment, by the way? Um, well, we had snow a couple of days ago. <laughs> it was it was very strange. We had a wonderful bank holiday for about two days, and then suddenly snow came. Now it's um, it's northern England. It's grey. It's dull, and we're looking really looking forward to spring. <laughs> we're really looking forward to it coming through yeah. any day, I'm sure. And I say thank you for coming on, and yeah, we'll speak soon. Yeah, thank you very much. Take care, everyone. And that was men. Thank you.